Welcome to Living Embodied, reclaiming our body as safe, sacred, and sovereign space. This is a podcast where we explore mental health and well-being through nurturing the mind-body connection. My name is Sydney Bell. I'm a social worker and psychotherapist with a passion for working with people who are healing from body shame and or looking to come into a relationship of peace, trust, and respect with their body. I'm coming to you from the province of British Columbia, where I'm privileged to make my home in the Okanagan Valley, which is the traditional and unceded territory of the Okanagan Silks people. This podcast was born from a desire to understand more deeply the role our body plays in our mental, physical, and spiritual well-being. I hope you will feel welcome, comfortable, and safe in the space, as well as brave. To give you a bit of insight into my perspective, I will share with you that I am a white, cisgendered, fat woman who is on a learning journey of opening my eyes to my privileges and how to be an advocate and ally. I live and work with people from a weight-neutral perspective, which among other things means this podcast is a diet talk and body shaming free zone. For more information about me and my practice, you'll find links in the description. In today's episode, I'm so happy to be talking with Danielle Blackwood. She is a registered counseling therapist in British Columbia, a professional astrologer, and best-selling author at Llewellyn Worldwide. I met Danielle a few years ago when I heard her speak at a women's festival, and she captivated me with her insight and beautiful approach to astrology and healing. Danielle practices and writes about sacred astrology, and together we talk about how these practices have brought her to understand ourselves as an embodied expression of the divine. If you've listened to previous episodes, you know I like to offer a short embodiment practice to move beyond talking and thinking about embodiment to experiencing what it means to feel at home in our body and living life from the inside out. Today you are in for a treat as Danielle has generously offered a guided pathworking to connect us with the goddess Aphrodite to support us in reclaiming our wise body as friend and ally and as an opportunity to experience the pleasure that is our birthright. So be sure to listen for this powerful exercise at the end of the episode. With that, let's get to it and meet Danielle. Hello there. Um, I am really delighted to introduce to you my guest today. Her name is Danielle Blackwood, and uh, Danielle is a registered counseling therapist and professional astrologer. 
not to mention a best-selling author at Llewellyn Worldwide. Um, hello, Danielle, and welcome. Hi, Sydney. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so glad to to have you here. Um, you know, we've we've known each other for um, for a few years now, haven't we? Yes, we have. And, yeah. Yeah, and um, thank you so much for agreeing to come and and chat with me and and talk about um, embodiment and and some of the the work that you do. Um, could we start by talking about your work um, and tell us um, a little bit about what you do? Sure. Um, so as, as you know, um, I am an archetypal astrologer, a registered counseling therapist. Um, my therapeutic approach is transpersonal, archetypal, Jungian oriented, also rooted in feminist theory. And I specialize in, pardon me? Oh, just, yeah. That's awesome. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Thank you. And so, yeah, I specialize in working with life direction, transitions, shadow work, spirituality, and cultivating a connection with the sacred feminine. So I think that reclaiming a sense of our imminent divinity, that we are each an embodied expression of the divine, is at the heart of my work. Yeah. All of that is so exciting to me. <laughs> All of those amazing things that that you said, and um, and uh, you know, especially um, you know, the part about all of us being an embodied expression of of the goddess, which absolutely. Is, you know why I thought you'd be so great um, for you to come and 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 talk about um, this topic of of embodiment. Thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm curious what what inspired you to um, to do this work to take this path. Well, thank you for that question. Um, I'd have to say that my own background inspires me very much to do the work that I do today. I've had a rather unconventional life path where mm -hmm. I learned firsthand about things like the toxic masculine, the gendered mm -hmm. nature of power. And finally, finding the healing power of the sacred sensual on my own terms. And I like to say, in a place that resembled a tavern more than a temple, I found the sacred where one might least expect to find it. So it's given me an uncommon perspective that I might not have acquired any other way. Um, when I finally extricated myself from that underworld, I made it my mission to distill what I learned in that shadow realm so I could help other women to reclaim their power and their connection to their sovereign self, their body, their, their, their selves. So you've taken deep inspiration from your own life and, and it sounds like, you know, challenges that you've navigated and, and sort of mm -hmm. turn that into a, a healing path that you're sharing with others. That's what I, that's my goal. Um, I, yeah, I like the, the, um, the expression, I believe it was by Jungian Robert Johnson, um, the gold in the shadow. So finding, you know, the, the good or the gold in despite, or not just despite, but because of my mm. experiences, um, mm things that I maybe would not have learned in any other way. So it is really my um, 
my aspiration to take what I did learn and to hopefully help other women with it if they're in a place where they need that. Yeah. Oh, so what, um, like you've been doing this for a a while. Um, what keeps you motivated to do this work? Um, that's a great question. So I would actually answer that as probably watching others reclaim their own sacred stories and finding Mm -hmm. their own gold in the shadow, um, Mm -hmm. watching other people reframe their narratives from an archetypal or a symbolic lens because to me that is the heart of it all that's the heart of the magic and that does keep me keep me going keep me motivated to see that that transformation when people find that there's more to their story than what they maybe the way that they've been telling it to themselves gotcha Danielle, can I ask you a little bit more just about your work in terms of like what are ways you 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 see people sort of um like do you have sessions and 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 you've got some um some i believe uh, two books that are out there is that yeah i do want to share a little bit about that sure um i do work one-on-one with people um I have slowed that down a little bit lately because I've been moving into teaching online classes a lot over the last, um, not too long now, maybe over the last six months or a year, I've been really moving into that sphere, but I'm still doing one-on-one sessions. Yeah. And I've also, I've written two books. I wrote the 12 faces of the goddess transform your life with astrology, magic, and the sacred feminine back in 2018. That one came out and, um, this was my firstborn. <laughs> so I have right. a very, yeah, it feels that way too. And yeah. um, so going through the 12 astrological archetypes through a feminine lens and right. talking, you know, exploring cross cultural stories of the goddess with, with, along with each sign. So that's basically what this book is about. And um, yeah, so this one was. I'm just looking at it. It's on my desk. I actually haven't seen it in a while. I ran out of copies and I just bought one from a store the other day. So it's really nice to have it back. Um, So there's that book. And then there's also my, my newest one, which just came out in March this year. And it is called a lantern in the dark. Mm. Um, The subtitle is navigate life's crossroads with story, ritual and sacred astrology. So again, using astrology and the archetypes and transpersonal wisdom um, Mm -hmm. to navigate life in practical ways while aligning us with the the numinous, with the transpersonal, with the something more. So that's really what I do. And um, I love doing what I do. It's kind of something that I've sort of always wanted to do. And and I feel very blessed to be able to do the work that that I do. Well, your, your passion for this work really does shine through, um, in your words right now. And, um, you know, in, in your books, I've had the opportunity to, to read your first book. And, and when we did, we, we met, um, we were at a festival and you, you gave a presentation Mm -hmm. on kind of the subject, like the, the, um, um, like what, what you talk about in, in your first book. And it really brought the subject of astrology, you know, back to life for me because I hadn't really paid, I don't know, too much attention to it or wasn't necessarily very drawn. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, 
it's very compelling to bring the to look at it through the lens of the feminine divine. I think so too. And I, I, I say that astrology is a spiritual path, which comes as a surprise to some people of just hearing it right. spoken that way, because with the kind of stuff that we see online and all this trendy, um, you know, what's your sign and all of that. Um, astrology really is more sacred. Astrology is, it's a philosophy. It's a way of, looking at, you know, the, the spiritual or the numinous that's beneath the mundane, the magic beneath mm-hmm. the mundane, if you will. So mm-hmm. it's, um, it is all about archetypes and story, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so let's, let's bring it now into this, like the whole topic of sort of this, this podcast is around embodiment and, and the mind body connection. And I'm really excited to kind of explore with you, you know, how your, um, you know, in your work, how the re- our relationship with our body comes into the work. And you've mentioned embodiment mm-hmm. a couple of times, but mm-hmm. what would you say generally in terms of how our relationship with the body comes into the work you do? Um, I think that it's important, first of all, to realize that it's all connected. Um, there's, there's no separation between body, mind and spirit. Mm -hmm. And when I'm working with someone, I will often cast their chart to see how psycho spiritual material might be expressed through the relationship with the physical body. So often I'll look at where the sign Taurus is in the chart, or this, I'll look at the second house, which among other things connects to the things of the body, self-worth, that kind of, um, idea. So there's, there's often a story in the chart that might be wanting to come to light in order for, for a healing process to begin. And I think that self-worth is so often rooted in bodily experiences and in the body's memories. Mm-hmm. And I find that, yeah, in, in working with the chart, we can very quickly find the roots of those old wounds that may be expressing in unconscious patterns. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the definitions of embodiment that I've been exploring in this podcast is the I, you know, thinking of it as living from the inside out. Mm-hmm. So when when I say that, um, what what does that sort of resonate with you, or what what does that mean to you from your mm-hmm. perspective in the work that you do? It's a great question. Well, I think that. Being present in the body, being mindful sounds mm-hmm. intuitively right to me in mm-hmm. terms of what does it mean to live from the inside out. I'm learning that more and more lately. Um, and I've because I have a tendency to live in my head. <laughs> and over mm-hmm. the past few months, especially, the idea of being present has become kind of a cornerstone for me. So I'm finding that it is definitely a process and I have to remind myself to be present, but it is coming slowly but surely. So to me, it also means being authentic, taking that time to slow down and to really tune into what we're feeling in in a moment and then responding to life rather than reacting. Mm. Mm. I like that. That's an, that's an important distinction, responding versus reacting. Mm-hmm. I think when and we're I, present, it's, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, yeah. no, go ahead. When we're oh, present. I was just, 
Yeah, I just thinking about when we're present and in the body, it's a lot easier to to respond rather than just to react like like we're on autopilot or like we're just from that um, immediately um, from the from the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I agree. And I also um, like what you say about it being a process. And I kind of heard you, I think, reminding yourself that it's a process. Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking about a lot about that um, recently. And, and I think with embodiment, we can fall into that trap of feeling like it's a uh, sort of a, a state that you arrive at then and mm-hmm. stay at or something to be achieved and then ticked off your mm-hmm. you. Yes. Um, whereas it's no, it's more of a, um, yeah, like you say, a, a, a process or an ongoing um, experience that we kind of need to remember to, to con- continue to connect with. I agree. Yeah. It, it, like you said, it's not something just to be ticked off and okay, I got that now. Let's just move on. Um, I think it is right. one of those things that we're, we're continuously leaning into and, and learning and reminding ourselves, okay, back to present, back to, it, you know, yeah, back to being in, in the body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think this is getting at that this, you know, this next question I wanted to ask you about in terms of how you describe or experience embodiment. It, was there more around that for you? Um, yeah, I think I could um, speak to that some more. Yeah. I think when I'm feeling fully in my body, I feel that everything else seems to fall into place. Um, okay. feel that. Yeah, it's like my thoughts and my words become aligned. They're coming from a calm and grounded, clear place. I'm paying attention to the signals and the feelings in my body and know that my body is communicating with me. Also, my breath is more centered, slower, mm-hmm. and I feel more like my my authentic self. Any anxiety seems to melt away and it's replaced with a more of a sense of surety, I think. There's that, I think also a, a, maybe a greater sense of self-acceptance of love and appreciation for my body when I'm feeling that, that centered, grounded sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds like a peaceful, grounded space for you to be in. Yes, it really is. It feels like I don't, it's hard to describe other in more words than I've, I've just used. Um, just no, like, <sighs> it's just that, that you thing. You described it very well. <laughs> so good. Thank you. The thing that, that, you know, that always like, oh, I'm always striving to feel that way. But when I just feel mm-hmm. like I'm just relaxing and allowing that place to be that it, me to be in that place, it's, um, it's really the, the best. It's very, um, mm-hmm. it's a great place to be. Yeah. So, I mean, it's sounding, you know, this, it sounds beautiful, which kind of, you know, makes sense that we would pursue it, but um, Mm -hmm. why, why would, else would you say it's important to live an embodied life? Um, I think to live an embodied life means living with more awareness, self-compassion, and when we're connected to our gut, we, we create healthier boundaries. We respect our limits. We learn to understand what the body is communicating and to honor it as the miraculous vessel that it is. Mm. I think um, 
living an embodied life helps us to become more discerning of who and what we allow into our life. And we learn to, to trust ourselves, live in the moment more and to develop a, really that sense of self-respect, learning that our bodies are, again, not separate from who we are and that we are, and our bodies, all of us are worthy of love, honor, and respect. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you're so right. Just that we, we forget the, the miracle that really our, our bodies are, don't we? Mm-hmm. They oh. are our container to experience life. Um, yes, they do so much for us and uh, they give us so much pleasure and joy if we allow them to. And mm-hmm. if, I think you mentioned body wisdom and that sort of mm. brings us to this next, you know, idea to explore around mm. what can we learn from our bodies? Mm-hmm. What has been your understanding or experience of that? Well, I think one of the core teachings that we can learn from our bodies is that the split between body and mind and spirit are an illusion. I've already mentioned that, but I think it it, it bears repeating. Um, Our bodies have so much wisdom if we would only just drop down and listen. And there's a little, a little story I would like to share with you. Um, Oh yes. Oh, a while ago I was driving to my first appointment with a clinical herbalist for some troubling and rather mysterious ailments that my doctor was having trouble diagnosing. Um, The drive was about about a 40 minute drive. And on the way there, I began this spontaneous dialogue with my body. It, It was like moving from my feet upwards, like like you do in a body scan, but I didn't consciously try to do this. So as it, it went, I, it was like I was asking each part what it wanted to tell me. Um, yeah, and what I noticed mm. is it was um, such an emotional experience. I A lot of grief mm. and abandonment came through that mm. I had never even consciously addressed in that way until that moment I'm driving. It's like my body was on autopilot mm. driving in the car <laughs> and my right. everything else was engaged in this other thing. And I found myself feeling this overwhelming sense of compassion for my body and all the ways that I had separated it, taken it for granted, objectified it, mm. the ways that I've made it perform over the years. Um, it, it was really, like I said, it was, it was very emotional. Um, I started even thinking about things like, this is kind of, I don't know how this is going to sound, but um, having having sex with people um, that maybe I ordinarily maybe wouldn't want to, but I felt pressure to do so in my younger years. And, you know, just things like that, where I, um, all of the substances that I put into my body um, over the years, um, maybe drinking too much wine or, you know, whatever it was. And just thinking, Mm -hmm. why did I do this to you? Um, So I had no idea really how much grief and abandonment really were stored away in, in my body. Um, So what I, what I did is I asked each part of it, what it needed from me and how I could acknowledge it. And it was literally one of the most powerful 
and cathartic experiences that I've ever had. And this is all on a drive to, um, to this, this person, this herbalist. And it changed my relationship to my body in a way that I never will forget. Yeah. So that's that's amazing. (sighs) Thank you. Like, um, like just, and amazing yet simple and straightforward. Yes. Uh, It was just like that. You simply started asking questions in an intentional way. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it all stemmed from these, like I said, there was these sort of ailments that I had that the doctor yeah. was like, I'm not really sure what's going on there. But, and I thought, well, I'm going to just check in and what, what is going on there? <laughs> and, um, I got a lot of information and then I had an amazing experience with this. Um, her name is Serafina Caprano. She's a herbalist and homeopath where I live on Salt Spring Island. And, right. um, she's, wonderful but so I came from that experience in the car to someone who really knew how to work with everything that just came up (laughs) so it was it was quite quite um quite a magical experience I have to say thank you so much for sharing that it what an amazing example of what we can learn and 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 the knowledge that we can tap into um Mm. that's right there sort of waiting for us, just waiting to be Mm -hmm. acknowledged and and checked in with. Absolutely. I do believe that to be true. Yeah. Well, um, now what, what if we circle back a little bit again to spirituality um, and Mm -hmm. um, embodiment, like how does spirituality come, come into play? Well, I feel like, just as spirit and the earth are connected, spirit and the body are also connected. So for, for some, the relationship and respect of the physical body is a mirror of the overculture's relationship with the earth. And this split yeah. is what, yeah. yeah, it's what enables people yeah. to, to treat the earth as a commodity, an mm-hmm. object with resources to be used rather than mm-hmm. as a living, breathing manifestation of spirit and i think Mm -hmm. that when we begin to see that our bodies are these sacred vessels and that you know an expression of spirit we move towards an embodied spirituality that i think can sustain us in surprising ways on all levels yeah yeah thank you for that so much i've had similar um similar thoughts uh to that and you you express that that really well that it's really mm-hmm. a a mirror or a reflection mm-hmm. um that that exists between sort of how we relate to our body and seeing our body as just sort of a well i hate this term but meat sack or a machine uh, yeah yeah just yeah. like using you know driving it mercilessly to our own yeah. ends <laughs> It's like the minds, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, and, it's and kind of leading into that next question around body shame, right? Mm-hmm. Are mm-hmm. the sort of the you know, the negativity and the criticism that we heap upon um, yeah. our bodies as well? Mm-hmm. Um, so, wondering how do you think that that experience of body shame impacts our? Um, openness or experiences of embodiment? Mm -hmm. Well, as you know, um, body shame can be 
connected to anxiety and depression, various eating disorders and low self-esteem, a sense of not being worthy in some way. And that obviously can impact our feelings of wanting to be in our body if we're feeling that sort of estrangement from it in any way. So it can be difficult to connect with a sense of being comfortable in the body or living in the moment if one is really feeling that body shame. So for some, it can also lead to a disconnection from the body, which can play out in being inattentive to the body's needs or in some ways a you know, objectifying it, like we were just talking about using it as a machine or just, um, and some people get caught up, of course, in the spiral of endless dieting and body modification to fit that impossible beauty standard or societally Mm -hmm. accepted ideals, which, Mm -hmm. you know, they've changed through the ages, but they're always something that is hard to attain in some way. And, um, (laughs) you know, like, (laughs) um, Without and now, I mean, the, the days that we're living in, it's like, oh my gosh, it's, it goes beyond even dieting and into plastic surgery and all kinds yeah. of different things. And, you know, mm-hmm. no judgment. People can do what they want to do to feel better. But um, I do think that it's really, it's, it's helpful to look at, at the deeper implications of it, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. And um, what does media's role play in body shame, too? That's a whole other topic that we could really go into. And, yeah, Mm -hmm. that would be a a good thing to do. Um, It's We need to Mm -hmm. kind of bring more critical awareness to this. And and it is an interesting exploration to kind of look back over um, sort of back through time and also through different cultures that mm-hmm. you know, what does kind of shape what we consider to be an, an ideal. And it's surprising how much, you know, could really be attributed to, um, you know, things mm-hmm. outside of just sort of what's best for our body that there are. Mm-hmm. Other at, yes, at absolutely. You know, and I think that, which, oh, no, you, oh, go sorry, ahead. go ahead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, I was just going to say that, um, that, that this can really impact our right to pleasure, to, um, yeah. self-care, taking care of our yeah. basic needs and making space to honor our body as the earthly temple that it is. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. pleasure is our birthright on this mm-hmm. planet, on this earth. We are born on, you know, in the material world with, and here we are in, in these bodies that can feel and touch and experience and body shame can be a block to fully um, being in that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's, it's so very true. So why don't we talk a little bit about, you know, ways we can become more connected to our, our body. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think mindfulness meditation can be helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, any practice that helps us to become more present is definitely useful in, in becoming more embodied. Yoga can be a great way to gently move into being in our body, as well as um, dance. So particularly mm-hmm. ecstatic dance, because it has it has no rules and no steps to follow. It can help us bypass that endless mind chatter, get out of our heads. Um, dance is a is a wonderful um, 
way, I think, to, to getting into the body. Um, I think that even just dancing by oneself can be wonderful. Just yeah. put on music that you like and, you know, how they, that old saying dance, like no one's watching. <laughs> well, right. absolutely dance when, when no one's watching and just feel the music mm-hmm. and feel, feel it in, in your body. Um, even just walking is an excellent mm. way to become more connected, I think, to to the body and to the natural world. I'd also add eat foods that you like that nourish your body as well as your heart. I mm. think that, you know, treat yourself every once in a while. I, I don't really believe in, um, you know, starvation diets or anything like that. Right. But, um, right. yeah, just eating and enjoying what you're eating and taking pleasure in it. We're supposed to take pleasure in our food, drinking lots of water, getting enough sleep. And I think sometimes it's those practical things that can make such a difference in how we feel and relate to our bodies. Um, I think it can be wonderful to get a massage when you can spend time in water and Mm. any kind of exercise that feels good to you that can also be helpful. So that, that can be walking, dance, yoga, swimming, whatever feels good that you can just kind of move and, and yeah, movement. Um, yeah. Anything that engages the senses can also be a wonderful way to, to really lean into embodiment. So I'm, yeah, I'm hearing a strong thread of, of joy, pleasure, and, mm-hmm. and the, and engaging the senses. Mm-hmm. in everything that that you're saying and I love that recommendation to uh um you know to dance by yourself right mm-hmm. and, um just lean into that that experience of of yourself and your body um mm-hmm. moving and I would like to learn more a little bit about um ecstatic dance was mm-hmm. would there be anything you could share about that at this point well, ecstatic dance is um, has become very popular over the last few years, and I know that there's a lot of places you can do it at home by yourself, absolutely, or with a friend or a partner. But there's also places that called uh, dance temple that they're all mm. over the all over the world actually, and mm. um, basically people get together and just all dance. The only rule is that there's no talking on the dance floor. Everyone just is in their own little space, their own world, moving their bodies to the music, and it's pretty wonderful. But it's like a meditation. It's like a moving meditation. And um, there's some pretty remarkable uh, results or experiences that can come from it. I've heard Mm -hmm. a lot of people really say that they feel so much more alive and centered and grounded when they start. It's It's like a spiritual practice. Mm. Or it can be, yes. Yeah, yeah, that sounds very, very intriguing. I think I'll have mm-hmm. to explore that a little bit more. Were yeah. there any other practices or approaches that you recommend, Danielle? Um, I would recommend, well, the, the thing that I told you about with that sort of impromptu <laughs> body scan meditation that yeah. I did, um, yeah. I would definitely recommend doing that consciously. So from Mm -hmm. feet to head and engaging Mm -hmm. in active imagination, dialoguing with your body. I cannot say enough of what that experience taught me. Um, Asking each part what it would like to say and what it needs. I'd also say connecting with deity in meditation or pathworking can be very helpful. Mm -hmm. I especially 
like to work with Aphrodite, Aphrodite Pandemos, who, so a lot of people don't realize that there are two separate aspects of the goddess Aphrodite. Okay. There's Aphrodite, yeah. yeah. There's Aphrodite Urania, which mm-hmm. is connected to, she's more abstract ideals of love and beauty very much she's a very much in the head kind of aphrodite and then there's aphrodite pandemos who is an earthy lusty embodied fertility goddess who is associated with desire and the pleasure of physical love so in ancient greece she was the patroness of courtesans and hetera um, who were a separate class of women who are often well-educated. They were versed in music and literature and able to own their own property. And they often kept company with influential lovers and were allowed in public spaces where other women were not allowed. So Aphrodite Pandemos is that sensual, earth-centered aspect of Aphrodite that teaches us that our bodies are sacred. And she Mm. can be a, a powerful guide in moving towards embodiment. Okay, and so making, finding a way to invite or or connect with her, mm-hmm. um, and can support that loving connection uh, mm-hmm. with your body. And the fact that yeah, and the the idea that pleasure is our birthright, yeah, I think is one of the most important teachings that Aphrodite Pandemos has for us. So I would uh, recommend maybe reading about her if you're drawn mm-hmm. to her and mm-hmm. um, you could create an altar to Aphrodite Pandemos. You can mm. do some, some um, trance work or active imagination with her and um, see what she has to say to you. Give her your, bring her your questions and see what she answers. That's mm-hmm. really exciting. I'm, 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 I'm really excited by that. Thank you, Danielle. Mm, thank you. Um, so we're, we're starting to move towards wrapping up here and, um, just, I'm curious about, you know, who, who are the, the wisdom keepers or the teachers that, that you turn to that you think, uh, might recommend Hmm. that we learn more from? Sure. Well, I am a devoted fan of Carl Jung, (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. as well as many Jungians such as James Hillman, Robert Johnson, Clarissa Pinkola Estes, and Jean Shinoda Bolin, who actually wrote a couple, she's actually written a few books that are really amazing. Um, I love her Goddesses in Every Woman. That's an incredible book. Um, And also she has one called Goddesses in Older Women. So she takes the first book and then it's, it's actually called Goddesses in Older Women, Archetypes in Women Over 50. And it's excellent. So, okay. yeah, I would I recommend those. I know I've those. read mm-hmm. her Crossing to Avalon. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yes. But I don't think I've read Goddesses and Every Woman. So I th- Oh, they're I so say, good. I must do that. Yeah, it's, yeah they're, they're both really good. I would, I would highly recommend both of those books. Okay. Yeah. You've, mm-hmm. you've both <laughs> up, up my list. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Uh, are there any other um, teachers or, or resources um, that you'd like to share I, with us? Well, I really, I love John Don- O'Donohue and of course, Joseph Campbell is um, right, right. a corner, a cornerstone in my, my approach. 
Yeah. Now, John O'Donohue is a poet? He's a poet. He was a priest. Um, he's, he was from Ireland. He actually passed away a few years ago, quite young, in his early 50s, I believe. Mm. And um, his work is just so transcendent and beautiful and um, inspiring. So he I probably have his book, one of his books on my desk. No, I don't. But it's uh, close by. It's called, here it is. It's called To Bless the Space Between Us. And it's just incredible. It is just wonderful. And what I like to do with that book is I'll just open it in the morning, wherever it falls open and just read Mm -hmm. the passage that my eye falls upon. And that's Mm. kind of become a bit of a spiritual practice for every day recently. So, yeah. Wow. That's, that's lovely. I had been aware of um, his name, but I hadn't read anything. So Mm. it sounds like that, um, that's someone to check out for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say, yeah. Wow, you've given us a, a lot to sink our teeth <laughs> into, Danielle. I'm so glad that you um, came to chat with us. And um, uh, I hope maybe we can do this again and just dive a little deeper into, into one, of these, um, one of these topics. I would um, love that. Yeah. So as, um, you know, in terms of, you know, as we're, as we're wrapping up here, um, you know, just how can folks connect with you, like in or who might want to work with you or 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 read your um, read your books? How do we do that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, well, people can email me anytime at uh, Danielle Blackwood at gmail dot com. You can also find me at Danielle Blackwood Astrologer on Instagram or don't hesitate to connect with me on Facebook. I'm out there and um, I'm always happy to hear from people and see what we can do in terms of working together. Yeah. That is awesome. And we'll, we'll put a list of the, you know, the resources that Danielle mentioned and the ways to connect with her in the, in the description uh, for this episode so that folks can connect with you. Um well, sir, are any last words you wanted to say or, or final comments as we um, prepare to say goodbye? You know, just a, I thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure as always um, to talk with you. And I just love the way that you hold the space. I always feel very comfortable with you. Thank you, Sydney. I'm so glad to hear that. Um, I'm really honored that you um, have made time to come and and speak with me. I am um, very much a fan of of your work and very inspired um, by what you do. And just just so glad that um, that you're out there. And um, yeah, thank you so much, Danielle. And hopefully, yes, we'll have a chance to to connect again and have I look forward thank you I look forward to it thank you Danielle take care bye bye thank you for joining me for my conversation with Danielle I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did And I encourage you to check out her offerings on her website and social media pages. All the links will be in the episode description, so check it out. As you can probably tell, I'm a huge fan of her work. 
I loved her first book, um, The Twelve Faces of the Goddess, and I'm looking forward to diving into the recently released A Lantern in the Dark. So let's move into the embodiment practice. As I mentioned, today Danielle will be leading us through a guided pathworking to connect with the goddess Aphrodite. Danielle talked about the power of connecting with this goddess when it comes to healing our relationship with our body. And this exercise provides an amazing opportunity to do some of that work. So take a moment to get yourself into a comfortable space and settle into your body. And when you're ready, let's meet up again with Danielle. I'd like to invite you to connect with Aphrodite through a guided pathworking. Take a moment to make yourself comfortable and close your eyes. And let's take three breaths to ground and center ourselves. You are walking alone on a beach. The stars twinkle above you and the moon is waxing to full. The sky is glowing a deep azure and the horizon is still luminous with the rose gold of sunset. You hear the gentle rhythmic lapping of waves meeting the shore and walk in the margin where sea meets sand. The water is unexpectedly warm. The gentle breeze picks up and plays with the light garment you're wearing, inviting you to enjoy its gentle caresses over your skin. You look around you and you see that you have this enchanted place to yourself for as far as the eye can see. You pull your gossamer clothing over your head and walk over to a rock and lay it down. You take a moment to stretch and lean your head back in ecstasy. A feeling of pure joy and absolute safety flows through you. There is an exhilarating sense of freedom knowing that no one is watching. You notice an opening in the face of the seaside cliff and see pale lunar light illuminating a path through the rock. You decide to see where this path leads. A small white dove flies past you, seeming to beckon you toward a gentle brightening in the distance. You follow the dove and the path leads you into a secret grotto. The top is open to the sky and the light of the moon shines into this hidden world. There is no sign of the dove, but a beautiful woman is slowly walking towards you. She moves toward you languorously, smiling her welcome. Her long hair falls in voluptuous waves over her generous curves, 
and there's an incandescent glow about her. And even though the moonlight dances over the shimmering pool, you realize that the glow is coming from within her. Slowly, it dawns on you that this is the goddess Aphrodite before you, goddess of love and beauty. You realize that you're undressed. Instinctively, you move to cover your nakedness. She smiles and slightly amused at your modesty fixes you with her steady gaze. Why would you cover yourself? You are beautiful. All bodies are made in the image of the divine. You do me no honor by hiding yourself and covering the power of your beauty. You take a long, slow, deep breath and Aphrodite leads you to the edge of the sacred pool. You step in, feeling the invitation of the warm, healing water and submerge yourself. The water is buoyant and you feel weightless with a growing sense of newfound freedom. You relax into your body, swaying gently with the rhythm of the ocean with each breath. You feel the layers of protection you have cloaked yourself with over the years, dropping from your shoulders one by one. Any feelings of body shame, of aging, or not measuring up to a societally constructed ideal fall gently away. Memories of heartbreak or unrequited love loosen and slip off as easily as a garment which no longer fits. Any blocks to your connection with your own desires melt. You feel them gently release and flow away. You feel a comforting warmth starting in your sacral chakra. This delicious warmth begins to move in a gentle spiral and moves up throughout each of your energy centers until you feel the top of your head tingling. You smooth the water over your hair and you are purified, regenerated, and free. Aphrodite stands at the water's edge and you see that her luminosity extends and envelops you in its brilliance. She speaks. When you let go of all the projections of the outer world, which are nothing but illusion, you see that you are divine. Like me, you must dare to step outside the expectations of others. Nourish your body like the earthly temple of love that it is. Indulge your senses and reclaim your birthright to pleasure. Adorn yourself as it pleases you and know yourself as a daughter of Aphrodite. As you do so, you honor me and the blessings I bestow upon my daughters are rich and abundant. Go back out into the world with my blessing and know that you honor me by honoring yourself. I am always at your side. Aphrodite reaches out and places something in your hand. Slowly, her visage fades and the small white dove flies back out through the pathway through the rock. You look up and the moon is shining down on you, bathing you like a sacrament in otherworldly mystery. 
just to the right of the waxing moon, another light has risen. You realize that it's Venus, the evening star. Venus and the moon shimmer side by side. You open your hand and see what the goddess has given you. This will be a talisman to remind you of your beauty and divinity in the outer world. Come back into the room when you're ready. Open your eyes and take a moment to stretch. Reflect on what Aphrodite has gifted you. Take this image with you into the next few days and contemplate what it means to you. And that brings our time together to an end. Thank you for joining me today. Also, much gratitude to my guest, Danielle Blackwood. In the description, you will find information on how to connect with her and um, information about some of the resources she suggested. It has been a pleasure to spend this time with you. Feel free to reach out to me via my website, GaiaTherapy.net, or sign up for my newsletter. Links to both are in the episode description. I'm looking forward to seeing where this podcast might go next, so be sure to be on the newsletter list to get the updates. Until next time, may you experience your body as safe, sacred, and sovereign space.